The following is not intended for younger audiences. The opinions expressed do not reflect the views of the podcaster's employers. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Welcome! Welcome everyone to Two Dudes, One Double Feature, the show in which two dudes talk two films, and that is about it. I am Dude One, Richard. And I'm Dude Two, Joe. And we have a exciting listener-suggested episode for you guys this week, but before we get into that, um, we do have some more unfortunate news for you this seems to be happening way too often. Joey, can you tell us about that? Well, a few. It's also appropriate you said unfortunate. Um, because Pat Carroll, a comedian and actress most famous for especially our generation, um, for voicing Ursula the Sea Witch in The Little Mermaid and all of its various spin-offs and, you know, attractions and all that, passed away at ninety five. She lived. She lived a life. She lived, for sure. And I know neither one of us are... I wouldn't consider either one of us to be major Star Trek fans. No, but it doesn't mean we don't appreciate the stuff that Star Trek has done. No, for no, pop f- culture. For sure. Um, and especially especially in the case of... <clears throat> excuse me. Especially in the case of uh, Nichelle Nichols, um, who played, of course, Ahura on the classic uh, Star Trek, the original series. Um, of course, you know, groundbreaking show and... You know, she was part of the, everybody remarks on this, the first interracial kiss on television. Yeah. Uh, which is a big deal. So, uh, that's, uh, that needed to be remarked upon as well. Yeah, it's, uh, we, we talked about this in the last episode, because, like, there's just, it just, there's always that point. My dog is very aggressive right now, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> like, normally she likes to be on the show, but right now she's like, like i'm gonna shut my my door yeah go do that go do that sure 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 yep oh man oh of course she decides to calm down once the door is shut well you know maybe that's what you needed to do man this is what you gotta do you just gotta do it (laughs) oh boy she's a troublemaker anyway um yeah so obviously rest in peace this is weird i'm (laughs) <laughs> the dog <laughs> but yeah definitely rest in peace to those to very people um very important uh very important yeah. ladies uh you know in, in entertainment um uh but how you doing other than other than all that joke <laughs> uh i don't even know how to answer that question um <laughs> <laughs> does anybody really yeah uh today was if you o- really think about it today was okay uh today was a weird day at work um, this is a weird Monday, but I did go to the city on Saturday, uh, and I saw the uh, Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster in the Music Man. Neither one of you them. saw <laughs> you saw a huge jacked man in I, New York. I saw Van Helsing. Oh, and speaking of that, uh, there's a story I have to tell you in a second. Um, so yeah, we saw. I saw it with my family. I saw it with my mom, my my grandmother, and my cousin. Uh, we all went to the city to see Music Man. We had a great time. It was wonderful, like feel good production. Um, made huge, produ- huge production too. Like all the sets and stuff. It was crazy. Um, then we went to Latanzi in New York. Just want to say thank you for the amazing, amazing experience over there. Um, 
just really great. And um, we also, we found out that also, you know, in the process of you and I talking about this, we found out that Bunny from Only Murders in the Building is in The Music Man. And we found out... I love Bunny. ...that the Frankenstein monster from Van Helsing is normally in The Music Man, but he had an understudy, an alternate, play his character. Because we figured this out because we watched the trailer and, you know, you you pointed this out, but I noticed that my guy was significantly... He felt young. It was a younger guy, it seemed like. He was very good, but I wish it would have been neat to see um, to see you would have you would have had your your music man Van Helsing reunion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, other than that, not not much, not much, not much has been going. You know, oh, I saw Nope. I was I was surprised that's the movie you chose to to say that you watched. <laughs> <sighs> you know, I was trying to avoid that other one. Um, <laughs> It's an important. It's movie. an important. Yeah, let me get to that. So, so I saw Nope, and I saw. Um, I also saw uh, when where where the crawdads sang. Just to talk about new releases. Nope was fantastic. I can't wait to see it again. So much to think about with that movie. I feel like every day I'm like, oh man, there's another thing. Oh, somebody else pointed that out. Oh, <laughs> you know. So people are like, eh, it's not his best movie. It's not really like. You gotta think. You just you gotta sit. You gotta think about it for more than like thirty seconds, guys. Everyone, everyone just like likes to compare and contrast. Like, why is it Jordan Peele do it? It's like because he don't want to. See, that's why. I, that's why I, I think like this is why Jordan Peele like officially now is like a filmmaker. I'm like really excited about. Like, I was excited about him after like um, Get Out and Us, of course. But like, do it go doing those and then doing Us and not doing um sorry Nope. It was just like wow, that's pretty nifty. Um. And the word Crawdad Singh was fine. Daisy Edgar Jones is good in the movie. David Strathairn, always love him. Thinks I don't really have much where, to say about it. Where do the Crawdads sing? I assume Carnegie Hall, but that might be the wrong answer. It's where you go. You know, if you if you practice, you can go to Carnegie Hall. Yeah, That's for where sure. I learned it in Glorious Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, and but as far as like movies, I've watched. Um, I picked up a lot of movies in the Criterion Collection recently because of the Barnes and Noble sale. Um, I watched, uh, and I never seen a uh, John Waters film, but I kind of, I knew what I was getting myself into. Right. And that film is Pink Flamingos, which is certainly his most famous movie, Mm -hmm. I would say. It's a national film registry, all that deservedly so, right? It's an important movie. It really is like (laughs) filthy. It is, (laughs) it is gross. Uh, there's still stuff in there that it's still just disturbing, and like mm. hard to sit through and it's actually interesting too because according to john waters if he shows that movie in a specific town in new york he could be he and um the head of new line could be arrested <laughs> i believe it um yeah. you know and apparently i think he said like in in london or in, somewhere in england that it has never been shown unedited um which is also like it, it's still crazy that this movie's this movie's 50 years old by the way too which is also really um really interesting yeah and uh obviously it's got divine who's famous in their own way it but it's it's definitely very gross it's you know like it's one of the few movies where it's like you know i always say like oh yeah i definitely say check this out check this out this one i'm like i i can't even talk about the things i know we talk about mature things in the show but i can't even talk about the things that go on in this uh in this movie 
I figured this would be the most we would ever talk about it, period. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think so, we'll, I don't think we'll ever talk about it on our show is not because it is an important it's an important movie. It's in the National Film yeah. Registry, like I said. It's just ugh, I, I had to look away a couple times. Um but yeah, so Pink Flamingos, um, how about you? How are you doing? Right now, well, we're we're we have um a bit of uh I guess I guess a minor COVID crisis at the house because um last weekend my mom well my mom for the past couple of weeks or so prior was planning her class reunion mm-hmm. and i guess i assume they figured that because you know th- it, things have sort of died down um though it, it hasn't everything's on the rise right now um but with that assumption and because there's not like any health measures like preventing it from happening they're like oh you know let's let's have our class reunion um so they were planning this whole thing they got my mother was very much involved she would have zoom calls every night planning the whole thing and the party happened uh my mom went my dad went and my sister went um who she was like taking the tickets or whatever to like checking everybody in Mm -hmm. so that happened um everything seemed everything seemed hunky-dory and then a couple days later i'm coming home from work and my mother tells me that a bunch of people from this party had tested positive for covid and turns out this was a super spreader incident because the the more the days had gone by the more it seemed everybody that was at this party or at least most everybody at this party was getting covid Mm mm-hmm my dad was also very sick. Uh, he's more or less fine now. He's he's actually mowing the lawn, I think. But yeah, like the last few days, he was coughing. He was laying down. He was inactive. Um, he had a sore throat, and uh, we we all tested a lot. Like my dad tested five, six times. I tested three times. My mom tested three times. And everything's been negative. Granted, these are all at-home tests. They're not PCR tests. And from what I've heard, the new strain's harder to detect. Mm -hmm. So it could very well still be possible that he had COVID or is still kind of getting, is starting to get over it now, which is nice. So I'm just being cautious at the moment. And I do want to take a PCR test at some point. We actually ordered more tests because we basically went through all the ones we had. Yeah. My sister, I don't know what's going on with her, but she hasn't tested, but she says she's fine, so I don't I don't know. Um, I'm trusting her, but I'm also trusting that she is smart and does everything that she should do, knowing that she did check everybody in. Right. Just because she was exposed, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so that's kind of what's going on right now. The most that's happened to me was I, I got a kind of on and off sore throat, but it's not really bothering me right now. But and I haven't really gone anywhere. I've gone to work, but I, I always wear a mask at work, regardless. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, the tests were negative, so I felt comfortable enough to go. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm not even going to risk trying to get anyone else sick. So that's an unfortunate thing that's going on. Um, a more positive thing, though, and I know this happened for you. Uh, our friend, I don't know, we didn't, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but, um, John, our wonderful, uh, co-composer, and he also designed our logo, he made stickers for us. 
Yes, that's right. Yeah, so we have stickers of our logo um, that we could put out. And also, I want to give a shout out to my friend Savannah because she kind of gave us the idea. And John and I were talking about it periodically, and he was like, "Yeah, we're gonna give it a try." So he sent us some stickers. Um, I I've actually used two of them. Okay, because we I got four. You got four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got four as well, and I used two of them. And my mom put one on the back of her car, and I just put one on the back of my car. And I I was like, "Oh, this will be cool." But now I I think it's kind of giving me anxiety because I'm like, "Oh God, what if like <laughs> I'm." I'm because first I'm a terrible driver. I'll fully admit it. Like I'm overcautious, but I'm also easily distracted. Right. So like, I'll I'll be like stopping at a green light, and I'll be like, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> so like, I I I I struggle with driving a little bit. So I'm I'm actually kind of nervous that uh, someone's gonna see the sticker after like I did something stupid and then comment <laughs> on like one of our things, just going. Listen, I, I don't know what the show is. I didn't listen, but the person in front of me had a sticker, and this person was a shitty driver. <laughs> Folks, all the more reason to support public transportation. Let's uh, let's get <laughs> let's get a train. Let's get a train going. Come on. <laughs> I do drive past train tracks, so there is a train. But we gotta get we gotta get better trains. There's countries that that they have their trains and they walk. They just run all over all of us with their trains. Like, listen. <laughs> Listen, we, we we need like one of those cool bullet trains. Bullet time! <laughs> bullet time! Bullet train! Coming to theaters. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we are not, not sponsored, sponsored by Bullet Train. <laughs> not a sponsor. We could be Brad Pitt. Hey, give us a call. I do want to see that movie. It does look fun. Um, but but yeah, so I do. I have the sticker on the back of my car, so I'm a little bit a little bit nervous but it's cool i like i like i don't i'm not normally the kind of guy that has like stickers on their car but at least it's something that i care about it's like oh you know? wow, look at that <laughs> look at that and it's and it's cool and i'm like look, there's there's me and joey <laughs> on my car i'm just following you around <laughs> uh, as always <laughs> vice versa too oh my gosh anyway is there anything else you wanted to bring up no that's about it but um this episode I'm actually really excited for, oddly yes. enough. Like, people, they already know what this is. They've seen the thumbnail. They've seen the title. So they can probably guess what we're talking about. Um, I, I, We need to, at the very top of this, first and foremost, um, I need to give a shout out to my friend Caitlin. Yes. Because she, uh, she, she's, she has suggested an episode for us before um, when we did the little Nikki episode. That was her idea. Um, that was half good. <laughs> Agreed. Just because Bruce, Bruce Almighty, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, she is a huge fan of this first film series, and she's definitely wanted us to talk about it for a while. And the moment you said that you were interested in it, that you're like, you know what? I, I would totally talk about that. She, I was like, okay. You have to come up with a double feature, and we'll talk about it. So that day has finally come. Um, so Caitlin Campbell, suggester of this episode, thank you for the suggestion. Hopefully you enjoy <laughs> the conversation. Um, so we've talked about vampires before. Yes. We have. Uh, we are definitely fans of that genre. Um, but this is this is a kind of a different beast. Yeah. 
you know, this this is a whole a whole different ball of wax. Joey, what is this first movie <laughs> we are talking about today? We are talking about the Catherine Hardwick directed adaptation of Stephanie Meyer's Twilight. <gasps> no. And listen, listen, um, I'm going to say, like, off the top, like, we talk about, like, I think people are always, like, trying to reappraise, like, classic movies, right? Mm-hmm. They're always trying to say, like, okay, you know, we're trying to reevaluate, is this, was it ever really that good to begin with? Is it just overrated? Whatever. I hate the word overrated, but, you know. Um, and I think something that's happened, especially with, like, the Star Wars prequels, people mm-hmm. have reappraised those movies, where it's like, are they really even that bad? Are they, you know, you get varying answers. I think some, some, yeah, sometimes they are, but I'm glad that we're revisiting them and, you know, able to, to take off like, like the hate blinders for a second and go, okay, let's, let's seriously look at these things, um, and see, is it really that bad? And I think that's definitely the case with this movie because listen, I feel like Twilight's up there with Titanic where people (laughs) now Titanic's a different level, like a different ocean of quality, you know, but like it, they're both like movies that generally Goyles like, okay. Goyles. Goyles are young, young ladies, young ladies. Okay. And it's, it's, it's so easy for people to be like, Oh, this is so stupid. And they'll find more flaws with this than they will with something that they like. Cause it's just targeted at ladies, you know, yeah. targeted at a different audience. But yeah, like we, I remember we, I saw this, it was on Amazon prime <laughs> and we weren't even going to watch it that night. No. And I'm just like, dude, this is on Amazon prime. <laughs> it is free. It's free. It was included with Amazon prime. Yep. So we watched it. <laughs> we watched it. And, uh, I that guess probably one of my, Oh, no, you, yeah. Uh, no, I think, I think we're about to say the same thing that it was one of our yeah. best, most entertaining, like, watch <laughs> yeah. viewings of, of a movie for this show. It kind of was, actually. It's just, it's just so, yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But, like, Twilight is a series of, you know, there's a Twilight saga, there's a series of novels, Stephanie Meyer, uh, Stephanie Meyer's, right? And, like, mm-hmm. insanely successful. There was a period of time in the late 2000s, early 2010s, you could not, it was, it was like, I think the only other thing that could really stand up to is like Harry Potter. Like, yeah, that it's like, that's the only, like, you know, Harry Potter was of course like a more potentially universally successful thing, but like Twilight was huge. Twilight was gigantic. This first film grossed over $400 million, um, in its initial, in its initial release and was the number one DVD of 2009. It makes perfect sense, honestly. And when DVDs mattered. <laughs> when DVDs mattered. Um, do you remember the first time you ever heard of anything Twilight related? Like, uh, The first I had ever heard was, and, and this is, shows how much of under, like, I lived under a rock, it felt like, for a period of time. <laughs> like, when I was in, like, freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl in our Spanish class who had, like, a Team Edward shirt, had the book, was rereading the first book. And she was excited to see it, and everyone was like, I, I, sort of, I don't want to say making fun of her, but probably silently judging her, and I feel bad, you know? Yeah. But, like, you know, that movie was huge. It was gigantic. And um, I remember I did see it in theaters. I saw it with, like a, like, a neighbor, basically. And I was like, what is this? What? What? <laughs> Who? 
that's that's very similar to to me honestly because when i like when i was in high school uh like the book the first book came out i think when i was like 15 it was like 2005 i believe yeah yeah and i noticed because i because like i'm a wallflowers and wallflowers very observant people um and i would notice so many people carrying this kind of same book or at least um it might have been a couple years later and i noticed like similar looking covers so maybe it was some of the other twilight books Mm -hmm. but i noticed there was like all these people carrying something called twilight and the the kind of the conversation was starting to build up a little bit and like i'd be in class and we'd have some downtime after like a test and i'd see uh uh some someone with a copy of it and I think I, I one time asked someone what it was, and they were saying it's like a vampire thing, or I overheard someone mentioning it was a vampire thing, and so I was like, okay, and then, but at the same time, like, while, like, the love for it was kind of going on, obviously, uh, alongside of it was the hate, which were kind of building and building, and then I think when the movies came out, that's when it was like, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. And I remember my cousin, Colleen was coming to visit us and uh her 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 son me and my family were going to the zoo and we were talking about uh twilight because she was a huge fan of the book and she knew that i was into like creepier stuff and i liked vampires whatnot so she's telling me all about it and i was like yeah i heard about the the movie that's coming out and she's like and i had no judgment about it because i'd never read the books and i'd never seen i saw a trailer that was my extent at that time mm-hmm. with twilight and she's so like oh my god i'll come up to visit we can go watch uh we can go watch the movie together i'm like okay and so the day came me my mom colleen and her son were all going to the movies um my mom and the kid watched bolt you know john travolta miley cyrus superhero dog all right Arf. Uh, <laughs> arf. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Arf. <laughs> and um, my cousin and I went and saw Twilight. And the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm watching it like you were saying. I'm like, huh? What? What? What's going on? <laughs> and like, because again, I had no clue. I, I didn't know there was no fangs. I didn't know that they didn't burn in the sun. Because like, I'm just so trained to like think of vampires the more classic way this is a whole different thing and i'm just immediately like huh and my cousin hated the movie because it wasn't as good as the book that seems to be the general consensus is that the book is better i think from for a lot of twilight fans but i don't know um but yeah so it was it was an interesting experience but other than that i had not seen or read anything in relation to twilight since but and this is this uh, I, i attribute twilight for why I I've constantly have this sort of moral when it comes to like movies or any kind of artistic thing with exception on that note. But like, I try not to judge anything before I've experienced it, mm-hmm. which I think is fair. Um, again, there's some exception to that. Like, you know, if it's like a religious propaganda, like Kirk Cameron type thing, like, yeah, no, I'm there, not there's that. some things where you're just like, yeah, no, I know what this is going to be. But in most cases, um, I try to be like, listen, I've never 
watched it, so I can't have an opinion on it. I don't know. And a lot of that, I think, came because of Twilight, because oddly enough, I had only seen the first movie. I didn't really like it that much at the time. And yet, I feel like I became a Twilight defender, <laughs> which is so ironic. But um, a lot of it is, too, because I, I would like hang out with my friends who are all, like, you know, older men. And all of, like, I have one friend who would give me, like, a 10-page essay on why he hates Twilight. I guarantee you he's never seen the the rest of the movies. He's never read any of the books. And he would tell me how much he hates Twilight. And every single time, I was fucking annoyed. <laughs> it's like, I don't give a fuck how much you hate this. I don't care. I genuinely don't care. What is what is this doing for you other than probably giving you an aneurysm? Yep. <laughs> like, like why why have so much hate for something that isn't even for you to begin with? I don't know. Um, well, that's America in it. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I it was oddly enough I became I became sort of a defender of Twilight, even though I wasn't that big into the first movie. I was just tired of how often people would just shit on it for x y and z I'm like why what's the point it, it and then people would always like you know what the the most annoying thing in the world is and th the fact that people still do it is just kind of cringe i hate using the word cringe but um it's it's an accurate term um, though yeah. uh it's a better love story than twilight <laughs> yeah i think that just some i think that just sums it up it just sums it up honestly like li listen listen Listen, you can think it's a better love story than Twilight, but does that make you a better person? But I think what we need to really, we really need to talk, like, it's all well and good to talk about our experiences. I think we, you know, have, like, people might find interest in that. What, we, what, what about the actual thing? The, the, the actual what mo is, movie? What like, is this movie? Um, You know, so, <laughs> like, if you, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, you know, Twilight... <laughs> <laughs> like Joey was. Like, like I was, opening weekend. Who are you people? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think of all the eyeballs under Patrick's house. <laughs> just like Team Edward or Team Jacob, you know. <laughs> uh, but basically, you know, uh, uh, Bella, <laughs> played by uh, Kristen Stewart. Bella Swan. Bella Swan. Uh, Our central character. Um, she moves. <laughs> she moves to Forks. <laughs> Which, it's never not funny to say Forks. <laughs> like, it's a real place in Washington, in the state of Washington, but it's so funny. There's a place just called Forks. Where do um, you live? I live in Forks. Forks, Washington, <laughs> which is interesting because the movie was shot in Oregon. Weird. Um, I mean, but that just happens. That happens all the time anyway with things. It, it does. You know. But, like, the ironic thing about that is that the actual town of Forks, Washington, is like a tourist place. <laughs> Like, like you go there and like they have Twilight stuff all over the place. Like, listen, Twilight has been great for the Forks economy. Like, let's be honest. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they're both slightly annoyed with all the people that are coming to visit them, but also very happy that their town's making some money because of this. Right. Well, she moves. She moves to Forks. Okay. And Forks. You know, trying trying to yeah Forks, and she's trying to you know <laughs> you know trying to get used to but uh, you know her dad's like kind of aloof uh weird dad <laughs> mustache we'll, we'll talk about that later uh but 
basically, she catches she catches the attention of Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> duh, 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 duh. Uh, Robert Robert Pattinson himself as Edward Cullen, which listen, he's done a lot of great things. Like he has, done, he's done a lot of great things. But listen, he's he is always Edward Cullen on some level. <laughs> listen. It's is I actually just watched last night. I I rewatched the Batman, mm-hmm. and after it was such a weird experience watching that after having seen him finally again, like yes, as Edward Cullen, and there's definitely some similarities. <laughs> um, but they, Edward's a vampire. We we find out, but like you know, it's like oh, they talk about the Cullens. They're like ooh, look at them. Ooh, they're like so hot, but they're so weird. Ooh, you know, <laughs> which is the most alluring thing in the in the world of high school, like weirdos that are like super freaking hot. Yes, you know, like um, you watch any CW show, you watch any kind of like you know teen drama, and like the most attractive, like hot as fuck people are complete fucking weirdos. <laughs> you know, uh, but it, it's you know we find out obviously Edwards of Edwards of Vampire. You know that the, scene though. The, that, the the vampire can we talk about that for a second yeah we can talk about that that scene is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie <laughs> <laughs> cuz it's so listen i think we need to give a lot of props to Catherine hardwick for this whole thing because she at every turn swings for the fences yes and i have nothing but respect for someone who is bold and tries some crazy things and this scene could have been just some, like, intimate, like, closed, claustrophobic thing. But she's swinging the camera like it's Tarzan. She's doing zooms and dolly shots and, like, whip panning all the time. And you got Edward kind of, like, standing at a distance. He's like, say it out loud. <laughs> I know what you are. Vampire. And, like, she's, like, telling these guys, like, just go for it. Just be, just be awkward and over dramatic, and have it. Ha- just let it, let it out. Yeah, and, like, I think that's the uh, other note is like the weird chemistry of <laughs> uh, of Kristen Stewart and um, and Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Like, yeah. it also needs to be noted too that Kristen Stewart was a minor when making these movies, so Catherine Hardwick had to deal with that challenge of having the most important character in your movie only be available for five and a half hours a day. That's not fun. That's rough, you know? Yeah. And obviously, like, Catherine Hardwick also had a number of challenges. Like, I know we watched a video, like, talking about, like, Stephanie Meyer's refusal to change certain things. Like, like the race of characters, for one. Like, to have it be, like, a little more little more diversity. Nope. Nope. White people. <laughs> but oh. what, what about a little bit? No. White people. And there's also the issue with the um, with the Native American, the indigenous um, representation going on. Yeah, the fact that they cast a white guy to play an indigenous character for one. It's it's very it's very weird, um, you know. And you could have think, wow, this could have been a really prominent like. And it's like, no, no. Uh, but that, that's you know par for the course with this movie i guess these movies i guess but like but there's a lot of there's a lot of weird choices but also like i think some really like just fun like imagery like when edward and bella are in like the science lab there's a like a white owl like taxidermy (laughs) thing behind them with the wings so it looks like edward's an angel (laughs) he's got his little wigs 
It's got little little wings. Um, You know, so there's some... And it's an owl, so it's a night creature. It's a night creature of the night. That's true. That's a good point as well. Um, Like... Uh, and actually, on the actors, the actor, a lot of the actors seem to be having fun. Like the supporting people who play like <laughs> yeah. like those like friends and the people in the high school. You got to remember too, like a lot of it, there's a lot of incredible actors working today, and a lot of these people are in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like you got Kristen Stewart, you got Robert Pattinson, you got Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Who um, has definitely come into her own? Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people love Pitch Perfect and that whole series that she's in. Um, there is uh, the the one friend who wears glasses. I forget her name, but I know she's she was in Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, right? Which is the second time we've ever mentioned that show on, <laughs> on our show. Um, and she was also in The Walking Dead, I believe. Mm. And yeah, some yeah, of the, yeah. the more recent seasons, but I, I haven't seen them. But hopefully, right. hopefully they're good. Hopefully, hopefully they're they're good. But like in the and that's kind of the case, like uh, as the series goes on, because they get a ton of actors. But um, yeah, like it's it it is sort of crazy to think like you know you got you know Robert Pattinson, and Kristen Stewart, who by today's standards are some of the best actors working today. Yes, I mean. You know, Kristen Stewart's Oscar nominated for crying out loud. This is true. This is true. And um, though, like for me, when I think of Kristen Stewart, I don't I actually don't immediately think of Twilight because the first movie I ever saw her in was Panic Room, mm. which is the David Fincher movie. Right, right, right. And then with Robert Pattinson, obviously now it's just Batman. So, yes. <laughs> but without a doubt, this is like one of the more important. Uh, films for both of them. I also want to um, give a shout out to somebody who's actually been on our show before, and I don't know if you know exactly where this person has been. Uh, Gil Birmingham. Okay. Who's so he? he? He plays Jacob's dad, Billy Black, and uh, he appeared on our show as uh, the <laughs> as in um, in Rango. Oh, was he? The, the like crow or whatever. Yes. Um, yes. Just look up the character name. I had it up. Uh, Wounded Bird. He played Wounded. That's Bird. right. Yeah. So, like he was. He was the character that Rango would constantly like stereotype because he was Native American. Like he was sort of be, like he was the Native American character. Like you'd be like, oh, are you seeing if the wind will guide you in the right direction? Like, no, I'm molting. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also interesting to note too. That's not the only uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, movie he was in. He was also in Lone Ranger um, as Wounded Knee. Um, but, you know, I'm glad he's here. And he's getting a paycheck. You know, that's cool. Um, yeah. And uh, trying to think of other stuff. But, like, I think it's just so... Uh, the baseball scene. The baseball oh, scene uh, is... You know what? You know what? That's my favorite scene. We're all over the place, but, like, I feel like I'm watching, yeah. like, an anime thing. Like, like the girl, like, <laughs> kicks up her leg as she throws... Like, it's like, what am I... I'm watching the Rockettes do a baseball oh number. God. You know? <laughs> and, like, and, like, oh. That, okay. I gotta revise my answer. That, that is my favorite scene, yeah. actually. Because I forgot about that. But I, I do love the, like, kind of awkwardness of the, the vampire reveal scene. Yes. But, yeah. So, okay. So, just to kind of reorganize a little bit. So... So Bella and Edward um, initially are kind of like at odds. Like they definitely like each other, but 
but they're like a little bit standoffish, especially Edward, because he's like, I don't want to eat you, but you smell so good, mm-hmm. you know? And so then they kind of develop a thing, but it's, it's, I, I will say it is very awkward, but like that's teenage romance. Yes. So I'll give, I'll definitely give them props for, for kind of getting that vibe correct in the, in the movie. <laughs> That feels accurate to what teenage romance actually is. Sure. To to a certain extent, obviously. There's probably some differences, but... As the movie plays out, they actually become a couple. And um, she meets the Cullen family, who isn't necessarily a family. It's just, uh, you got uh, the main guy who's Carlisle, who's like the patriarch of the family... And he got his wife, and all the kids, essentially, are all people he just turned into vampires. Like, none of them are actually related, which is th- which I'm thankful for, because a lot of them are, like, in relationships. Yeah. <laughs> which is a yeah. little bit weird. Yes. But, knowing that they're not actually related, and they're not even, like, like, they're just family only because he changed them is a little bit okay, but it is still a little weird. It's, it's, a, it's a weird found family, I guess you could say. Yes. It's a weird found family, you know. And he's he's a du- he's a decent dude. Um, he's like he's a genuinely nice dude. It seems like, and so they they're and they're all very welcoming of Bella, except for like one of the one of the kids, the dot like the eldest daughter or whatever daughter question mark <laughs> quote yeah. quotes okay. quotes um, but <laughs> but um, uh, they decide to invite Bella out for their baseball. Uh, game that, and this is not just like regular baseball. This is vampire baseball, and let me just tell you, vampire baseball is pretty dope. <laughs> it looks it looks like fun if you can keep up. <laughs> now they 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 play the way that they play it is they they go hard. They they use all their abilities, their super speed at full speed, their super strength. And the thing is, though, if they did do that, then people would notice. So how they mask it is they do it during a thunderstorm, mm. which, you know what? Clever, clever. That's so funny. they so like they so like, for example, when they hit when they hit the baseball with the bat, it's like a thunder crack because it's so strong. But it like matches the, you know, the, the, the actual thunder. So it's like it makes sense. Sure. And so this whole scene is in like. Zack Snyder slow motion, <laughs> but it's also like Dutch angles, and um, Dutch angles. Um, one of yeah, like Joey was mentioning, like the one sister, whatever she would pitch, would stick her leg up and point it like she was doing a can can, <laughs> <laughs> like she's at the radio music hall in New York like, City. Like people, people, of course, when they pitch the baseball, like it's a, it's a, it's a process, you know. But I was it's a like, process. Wait a, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> she like listen. She's she's really going for it, like. Like most most pitchers just bend the knee and stick yes. it up. No, no, she's pointed it straight up. <laughs> like oh, yeah. she's like, this is what's happening, yo. Um, and like they jump into the air, they crash into each oh, other. Oh, that's fun. Oh, and they but... they play like that song. Yes, yes. The soundtrack. It has a ve- like we were saying. This has a very like high butt. Like if the, like the CW released a theatrical movie, <laughs> this would be it. Because uh, you know what the budget for this was, Richard. What was the budget? Thirty-seven million dollars. Yeah, that, I I feel like a lot of that probably went to the music, it's, it, for, or, or the rights. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
I mean, a lot of things that happen with this production. I mean, also, there's there's a villain. There's like there's there's three villainous <laughs> vampires that are after Bella. They're just kind of there. They just show yeah. up, right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's almost like when you think about like a Marvel movie where it's like, oh yeah, there's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, like they'll, they'll have like, there's like two scenes that remind you that there's bad guys and it's like them killing two separate people, but that's kind of it. Yeah. And then there's at the, the end of the movie where like the one lures Bella in to like the, the dude dance. that looks like Anakin Skywalker's voice actor from Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he lures her in, you know, in the dance studio. Which there's some nice uh, imagery going on there. Um, but the best part, like, was when like there's the, the life or death situation of Bella. Like, oh no, is she gonna die? And then there's like they're burning the vampire bodies <laughs> in the background. <laughs> they're dancing around the bonfire, throwing body parts in, and she's like, oh, it's it's. Oh! <laughs> It's it's so I mean like I feel like everybody's having a good time. Okay, we got to mention the teacher who says compost is cool. Just oh, like that's the best line in the movie. I know the, I know there's a lot of iconic ones, but come on, I mean, uh, hang tight, Spider Monkey or whatever. Like the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the that's that's a famous one. Um, the only actor who doesn't work here, and you'll agree with me on this, is Bella's dad. I don't know yeah. what he's going for necessarily. I don't know what I mean. I read the book once in college. Um, I was going to ask that actually because I remember yeah. you said you'd read the book, and people were like, "Why did you read the book when you're in?" Like, I, I took a vampire literature course, and we we watched and read Twilight, and um, yeah, I mean, what, what was thing, not yeah. to not to cut you off, but like, what was the vibe when that when that came up? Was was that one of the first? subjects you guys learned in that class or was it kind of like in the middle like what was everyone feeling when twilight was brought up a lot of people were like Ugh. like i mean i had no problem like the movie like it's kind of goofy and so i watching a movie it's like whatever but like when you read a book when you read a bad book it's worse than watching a bad movie in my yes. in my opinion because a book you really have to commit the time to do as you, as you know you read a lot of comic books you know um is a different experience from me just watching a 90 minute thing. But beyond that, like the dad, like, okay, I get like, you're trying to portray that the dad's sort of like distant, but I feel yeah. like you, you got to get, get, give us some in points on like, okay, does this dude care what's going on here? What? And it, like, it's just like, he doesn't seem that concerned in a lot of situations. And I'm like, isn't he like the town sheriff or, or whatever? Like, like, where's the, where, where? There's Where no is the care? There's no. no urgency with this guy. Um, like the the funniest thing, like the most I think he does in the movie is like he has a visual gag where like Bella's like I'm gonna go on it. I'm gonna go hang out with this this new guy I'm seeing, and he's like cleaning his shotgun, mm -hmm. and he's like I was wondering if he could come over, and he's like All right, bring him over. And then he clicks it closed. Yes. <laughs> like okay, that was funny. That, I mean, but, that's like it's. It's cliche, but it's like, okay, fine. You have, at least it's something. We get to see something into the character of Bella Swan's dad. Because all he does the rest of the time is drink and watch football. Like, the quintessential dad things. I'm like, listen, Not yes, those are, da those are dad things, but where's the actual part of dad? <laughs> like, honestly, they should have cast Ken Purnell in this part. And it would have been, like, <laughs> a very, ex there would have been some exciting comedic moments, you know. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I just, uh, I mean... Obviously, just just Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson's acting choice. Like, th th there's the one gif we keep talking about where he's like, 
face that he makes. And it, it is, it's amazing. It's like after, after they've become a couple and uh, he's letting her, he's opening, because you got to remember, he's like a hundred some years old and he's like from like old times. So like he's very, he's got a lot of uh, um, polite, like he, he opens the door for Bella and all that stuff. And so he opens the car door for her, but he's making this goofy like thing with his mouth, like, <laughs> like, and he and he's wearing sunglasses at the same time. Oh, so he's like, I Ugh. feel like he's channeling a number of different things, right? I feel like there's part of me that when I think of Robert, pa- it almost I almost I think about like a James Dean, and I think about like some Brandoisms. But I think one thing you and I agreed on, I feel like he's somewhat channeling Nicolas Cage in certain parts, <laughs> like. Like Nicolas Cage, like Raising Arizona, Vampire's Kiss. There's a little bit of that in there, especially like anytime he's a, like the first time he's around Bella, and he wants to like not be around her because he's he's afraid to eat her. And he's just really uncomfortable, and he's like looking at her. Yeah, <laughs> like I guess yeah. There's definitely definitely some cageism. I do want to circle back to the dad real quick because, um, when I talked about this movie with Caitlin and our watching it and why we both hated the dad, her first response was, don't you dare disparage the name of Charlie Swan. (laughs) And I was like, his name's Charlie. (laughs) I had no clue the whole time watching that was his name. (laughs) So Caitlin, I, I'm sorry. We, we we just don't care about the dad. And I apologize to your cat that is named after the dad. <laughs> Richard, do you want to know, yeah. um, he was in The Long Halloween. Did you know that? Yes, I did. <laughs> I found that out later. He was Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> so uh, I got to see Batman and Commissioner Gordon. How, how, is, his commi- how is his commissioner? He's very, he is very good. Okay. He's very good as Commissioner Gordon. So his mustached cop persona needed to be put elsewhere, I think. I guess so. I guess so. Um... <laughs> Uh, in any case, uh, I think like I think ultimately with this movie, it's fine for but for two things. Edward is creepy sometimes, right? We you know yes. that th- like like when he's in the room and he gets into a room or whatever, and I'm like, what is going on here? You know? Yeah, he's there's definitely some questionable things in regards to Edward's way of getting with a lady in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Like he he breaks into a room, he uh, spies on her. Like he gaslights her. You know, he's like, "I'm not a vampire." Yeah. So obviously, you... like that kind of thing. Like I get it. Like you know, that's totally a fair thing to you know, especially too, because the main target audience for this is young girls. So I think that's that is a legitimate thing to bring up. But also, um, with regards to Jacob you know, Jacob's casting a Taylor Lautner, like that's, um, just unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. And, um, speaking of that, so, okay. You have some words about this guy. Oh boy. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. I did a thing for this episode specifically. Now, my excuse for this initially is this is the only time I can guarantee you we're ever going to talk about Twilight on this show. Mm-hmm. So I um, thought that would be a good reason to do this. 
But the real reason is definitely, like, curiosity, because that's just, when it comes to movies, I'm a fairly curious person. Long story short, I watched the rest of the Twilight series. Because <laughs> it was free! It's on Amazon Prime. All of it was free. Mm-hmm. So, if it wasn't free, probably wouldn't do it. But no, right. it was all free, thankfully. And so, I, wa- I watched New Moon, I watched Eclipse, I watched Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2, this first movie is far, far better than the rest of those movies. It's so much better. And probably because it's directed by a woman, A. B, directed by a woman who is bold and willing to do some crazy shit, whereas the rest of the directors, all men, like, make competent films, but make boring films in this yeah. series. Like, yeah. Like, New Moon... Is probably my least favorite. Well, no, the la- I'll get to that. It's, it's my second to least favorite, and a lot of that is because Jacob, I hate so much. <laughs> like how anyone was actually Team Jacob baffles me, and not to say Edward was any better because you know he 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 be creeping. Yeah, but there is biasness because Robert Pattinson and Batman. Admittedly, I'll I'll say that, but. I will admit that there, like, definitely Edward has some shady aspects to him. But Jacob, though, Jacob is whiny. He's annoying as fuck. <laughs> you don't want him around, and he he can't take no for an answer. <laughs> like like Bella constantly is like, listen, you know, I I'm with Edward, and he's like, but you love me. How could you be with him? He's dead. You make me sick. Love me, please. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> I hate, I hated him so much. And then the worst part is like he actually assaults Bella in the in the third movie. Like he oh, like God. he pulls up he straight up like like holds her and then like kisses her and then like she clocks him in the face, but then like it hurts her hand because he's super strength and whatnot, because he's a werewolf. Right. But the whole time, and his voice is so white. Listen, I I should I should say I'm sure Taylor Lautner's a great guy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I hope he's living a good life. I hope he's he's happy, all that good stuff. But I hate Jacob. <laughs> yeah, I, I I hate him so much. And um, yeah. So like the first, so the first sequel and the second sequel is really all about like because there's the obviously the famous Team Edward Team Jacob stuff. Right with with the Twilight series, so everyone was like, "Oh, are you Team Edward? How could and like?" I, I I saw a letterbox review that someone posted. It was like, "When I saw this in theaters, all the Team Edward girls in the girls' bathroom wouldn't let the Team Jacob girls into the bathroom for so- <laughs> like oh man. like it was that it was that intense. I guess I'm like, just so people got to pee, man. <laughs> I don't care if they have bad taste and like Jacob, let them pee." <laughs> just oh, let him man. pee but um but yeah it was like a whole thing and so the first two sequels are kind of all about that but there isn't really much going on other than just like you know jacob just boring me and then in the second one the second one's a little bit better because it's more edward and there's more actors introduced like dakota fanning shows up which is cool i love dakota fanning bryce dallas howard one of the best star wars directors shows up um uh she actually replaces the uh the the redhead that was in the original movie. 
Okay. Because like those three, because fun fact, those three vampires, because like the, uh, the w- the one like blonde white vampire is like the the antagonist of the first movie, and then um the Darwin from X Men First Class oh. uh shows up in the second one and he is killed by werewolves, and um Bryce Dallas Howard, uh I guess her Victoria is her character's name. Um, she's trying to get revenge on Bella because she was in love with the blonde dude or whatever, and right. so then she yeah, dies yeah. in Eclipse. So those three movies are essentially like the the end of those initial villains. It's so strange uh, it's, to think it's, about. It's so strange to think about that it took them three movies to finally like establish those villains. I don't know. Uh, and, <laughs> in not great ways. But um, then we get to the final two-parter, Breaking Dawn directed by bill condon who uh joey and i mostly know for gods and monsters and his beauty and the beast live action remake but um he directed part one and two and both parts i immediately i admittedly was like this is the best of the sequels but then something would happen and i'd be like this movie fucking sucks (laughs) so like part one like it's mostly about like the wedding between bella and edward and uh like there's some cutesy stuff like any like the whole scene in the honeymoon i think is actually pretty fun because um there's like there's the initial sex scene um that everyone was like oh my god they're finally gonna have sex and uh there was the there was a caution to it because she was still human when they were gonna have sex and he wasn't and then they did it but then like he was he he didn't want to do it anymore because he hurt her because she had some bruises and he felt guilty and he's like i don't want to do this again but she's like i want to I want to do it. So, like, there's, like, a montage of her, like, trying to tantalize him. And he would laugh and then just, like, do... Like, there was a scene where she would wear, like, a sexy negligee. Like, mm-hmm. like lingerie thing. And she would lay in the bed and, like, push her butt up a little bit. And then he would just laugh but then put a blanket over her. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's cute. That's cute. Um, and so... But then, like, uh, it turned into, like, a tragic thing because she became pregnant, and but she was still human, and there was a vampire baby, so it was a whole thing. And then I'm like, okay, this is not bad. Like, this is actually, like, a romantic thing. Like, it's actually, like, something interesting. I'm not, I'm not upset with this. But then they keep the stupid pedophile, pedophile-ish, like, imprint thing where Jacob... Um, because he's a werewolf, he imprints on Bella and Edward's kid, uh, whose name is, by the way, Renezme. This is a very interesting name. That is an interesting name. But, um, yeah, he imprints on her, which is basically, like, like, and the way they set it up, too, is, like, he basically, like, falls in love with her. Right. But, like, like, I guess from, like, a dog standpoint, it's, like, him just being, like, protective of her and caring about, like, whatever. Either way, it's gross, if you ask yep. me. Like, you can't use werewolf shit to ex- make excuses for something that's just inherently creepy. I'm sorry. Um, and so, and then in the second movie, there's this I like completely like in- hilarious scene where like Bella, as a vampire, confronts him and is like, "You imprinted on my daughter!" And then he's like, "Sorry, it's just it's a wolf thing." I saw Nessie, and she's like, "Nessie." You nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. And so that was really funny. But then, like, they're okay with it afterwards. And that just is really fucking weird. And this is, okay, this is, this, 
in the second part, this is the scene where I realized this is this could have been my favorite movie, but then it became my least favorite movie. And this is the last thing I'll say about the sequels. So there's this uh, Michael Sheen is this uh, kind of vampire like senator or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's him and then another actor and then Vecna from Stranger Things. And they're all vampires, and they got Dakota Fanning on their side, and I think they're called the Volteri or something. Okay. And so, for the whole series, they show up periodically, and um, they're not particularly happy by the fact that Edward is dating a human, and he promises to turn her. And then, of course, the kid shows up, and there's a lot of, like, panic about that. Like, what does this mean? Like, you know, the kid's gonna, like, get us killed or whatever. Like, it's a whole thing. So... Basically, through these sequels, they're building up to this moment where there's potentially going to be a confrontation between Michael Sheen and his gang and the the vampires and the werewolves in Forks. And they get dude, they get a bunch... Like, Lee Pace shows up. Rami Malek shows up. Mm-hmm. Like, they get some, like, incredible actors to show up in this, in this final battle scene. Um, and... Uh, eventually the battle actually happens and it is fucking brutal like two two cullen vampires are brutally murdered there's there's heads being ripped off there's arms and limbs everywhere um rami malik punches a hole into hell basically (laughs) like like it is violent i'm like this movie has more balls than endgame does i have full respect right here now for bill condon for like basically brutalizing a lot of these characters like just being so intense um but like none of the major characters die necessarily like like bella's alive the kid's alive jacob's alive edward's alive so and then they defeat michael sheen however that didn't actually happen it's a vision it's a possibility and after that happened i said fuck you movie I hate you. You can eat shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like you. So that upset me because I was I was so into that battle, but then it was like nah, nah. So I, I know some. I, I actually had a conversation with one of my friends who's a big Twilight person, and uh, she was very defensive of that. And I'm like, uh, you that's cool if you liked it, but I I just wish it actually happened because that yeah. would have been dope. But it is what it is. So, yeah, I watched the rest of the Twilight movies. Um, Personally, I'd say just watch the first one. (laughs) I I think we both both like the first one. I think it's a fine enough movie with some interesting uh, directing choices and acting choices. I can't say I hate it. No, you know, it's, yeah, it's, we've certainly seen worse movies on this show, honestly. Yes, Um, Yes. But I think it's fun. It's fine, you know, um... I don't know what you want us to say. <laughs> like, no, I, no, I'm not going to apologize. I, 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 I could, I could confirm this movie entertained me. Yes. Um. Anyway, we talked about this for an hour. Oh my god. <laughs> Just for you, Caitlin. Just for Caitlin. Hope she's enjoying this. Um. In the meantime, Until she's like, "Fuck you guys for saying Charlie sucks." <laughs> uh, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take an intermission. Um. When we come back, um. You know, are, are we going to let, are we going to let me in? Are we going to let the right one in? 
Are we going to let me in? We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> Stay tuned. You're listening to WKTXC, and it's Open Line Friday here at the studio. We'll be taking requests all day long and into the wee small hours of the afternoon. But right now, we've got ourselves a special request, straight from our longtime friend of the show out there in Radio Land. Brian from Idaho requests a song from Tex Ritter and the Butter Sweets. Well, Brian, this is your lucky day, because here in the studio, we've got none other than founding member of the Butter Sweets, Lamont Apple Juice Montgomery. And he's brought with him a special treat just for you. Hiya, Monty. What's new? Uh, well, uh, sir, that is Lamont Montgomery. Uh, okay, okay. You know what? I try to be nice to you every time you show up here begging me to put you on the show. I really do. But I swear, I swear, I will call you whatever I want. Well, first of all, young sir, I don't appreciate candy. Just introduce the stupid song. Well, listen, listen, could I at least get some amount of respect? I'll respect you when you admit to me how much of a coward you really are. Now, that's more like it. Now, this song I wrote, this this song's a real treat. I wrote it all by myself with no help from anyone. Wait, wait, wait a minute. It says right here on Wikipedia that this song was written by Tyrone St. Plemons and co-written by Tex Ritter. In fact... You're not even listed on the website as a member. Wrong, sir. I beg to disagree. Alright, let me set the scene. The year is 2008, and the Buttersweets have just been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's when Tex Ritter and I decided to bury the hatchet and get the old band back together for a big reunion tour. It would have been great. We would have made so much daggum money. You have no idea. God, you're so boring! Okay, okay, okay. So... Anyway, I had the brilliant idea, in order to reach the younger generation, we would ingratiate ourselves with teenagers by writing a theme song for the movie Twilight, starring Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. That sounds like a terrible idea. You'd like to believe that, wouldn't you? Well, prepare to eat your words, because you're just about to hear the previously unreleased audition tape of the song I wrote for the smash hit film Twilight. Roll it! Roll it now! Okay, Tim, you got the tape rolling? Yes, sir, it's recording. All right, let's see who we got next. Wait a second. Tex Ritter and the Butter Sweets? Who are these dinosaurs? Well, some guys from PR said that we should be appealing to the older generation. Okay, I guess we can give them a shot. I mean, they do have Patty Pat of Butter Dean. Everybody loves Patty, sir. Oh, what a stud. All right. Okay, guys, go ahead and bring him in. Thank, thank you, Mr. Mr. Producer, sir. My name is Lamont Montgomery of the much-beloved band Butter Sweets. Okay, guys, I'm a very busy man. Please hurry up and get this over with. Uh, thank you kindly, gentlemen. Thank, thank you for allowing us to come in and play some of our tracks for you. I, I hope we do you proud.
satirize as the sun puts out its light and the moon begins to shine at twilight that's when I think of you and all the things we used to do I'm still in love with you Paramore coming in next. You guys are gonna have to clear out. That's just, that was just a warm up. We were just tuning our instruments. T Toasty, play play the actual song. Oh no, 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 no. That, that that's perfectly okay. Shouldn't make it real sexy. Yes, make it overtly sexual. Guys, guys, I'm calling security. Edward and Bella kissing in a tree. K I S S I N G. I heard. Kissing a heck of a lot like lovers should It's looking pretty obvious, wouldn't you agree? That Edward and Bella have been getting real cozy Cook them grips! <laughs> Tell us about it, Toasty! I'm not feeling so good Do I look like I care? Play through the pain! Toasty burned to death while playing a drum solo? It was cruel and unusual. God must have been having a bad day that day. You were telling him to play through the pain while he was burning to death? You monster! Now, now listen, listen, sir, alright? He was playing of his own volition. He didn't need to be in the band. He was on fire! And you said, and I quote, Cook them grits. Play through the pain or you're fired. He's the drummer, he provides the beat. That's what it is. Hey! What? On Wikipedia, it says that you sued Toasty's family after he died? Yes! Why? Isn't that obvious? No. Explain! Listen, alright? He was contractually obligated to be with the band for another three years after that, and when he died, it left me in a compromising position. I lost a lot of money. You lost money? He died because you forced him to play a drum solo. He wasted my time, and time is money, sir. What? You're a heartless piece of trash! I don't need this kind of treatment. I am 75 years old, and I will not take your garbage, sir. 
I'm leaving this interview. Let's end this. God, what a jerk. All right, folks. Well, I'm sorry you had to hear that. To be honest with you, I'd never say this in front of Apple Juice, but that first song was pretty darn catchy. Let me spin that record one more time. Welcome back to Two Dudes, One Double Feature. In our last segment, we, in fact, talked about Twilight for an hour. This <laughs> That is actually something we did this was with a thing. our time. And I have no regrets. Mm-hmm. Same. No regrets. Um, and now, before we get into our second thing, I did want to say something. Because um, we are recording this episode like we do with most of our episodes in advance. So um, this episode is gonna come out not this week but the week after and in that week it will in fact be someone's birthday you know someone's birthday hulk hogan (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it is but that's i don't care (laughs) (laughs) no it will be uh due to joe's birthday so just just to be, get this in advance and I because I know it's gonna have I'll probably say it to you again anyway on the day but um happy birthday man you know hope I hope you have a good birthday remember what we were doing last year for your birthday it was fun yes good times <laughs> <laughs> so happy birthday Joey thank you uh thank you Richard it is appreciated um let's talk about this second movie because <laughs> you want to talk about your birthday some more no <laughs> No. <laughs> it's listen, you're someone worth celebrating, so get used to it. <laughs> Please celebrate <laughs> me home. <laughs> Always remember I can recall No. I'm not Kenny Loggins, sadly. You could be. That'd be my birthday wish. <laughs> Please make me that's a whole movie right there. Please make me Kenny Loggins. You- Done. That'd be a great, like, (laughs) streaming exclusive movie. (laughs) I would watch it. Oh, man. But yeah, so, moving on. (laughs) Well, yes, this is, um, this movie is is interesting. I have thoughts. I enjoyed this movie, but I do have thoughts on this movie. I'm curious, because, so, the movie we're talking about is called Let Me In from 2010. Now, um, this movie sees the return of Matt Reeves to the show. Um, uh, someone that I know we're both fans of. He, uh, you might know him as the director of The Batman, starring Edward Cullen. So now you can see where the connection for these two ep- for these two movies is coming from as well. But also, uh, he directed like the last two Planet of the Apes movies of the remake of the reboot series. Uh, some people might know him for directing Cloverfield, the original, the first Cloverfield, but um, this was sort of like an in-between movie. And this was the movie that, that uh, I think I really became interested in him as a director after seeing this and wanting to see what he would do next. 
Um, but I I saw this in theaters, but Joey had never seen this movie before, so I'm actually really curious what his take is, especially because when we were watching this movie, I don't think he actually planned to watch it, and he was half asleep. <laughs> I was very tired, and it, it, it had to be said that, um, listen, it has to be said, Cody Smith McPhee is in, is in this movie as, as the main boy. I'm just going to call him Boy. <laughs> I'm sure you know what his name is. It's Owen. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Dude, also, uh, this is a reference for Mike. I think he would enjoy. Um, Joey's turned into the god of war. Boy. Kratos. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, Cody Smith McPhee would be a decent Loki. <laughs> <laughs> he would be a pretty good Loki. Um, no, but... Uh, He's a great actor. Uh, he was in recently. He was uh, he was in the, the Power of the Dog. Nominated, nominated. Yes, was Cody Smith McPhee the one in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Yes, he was um, the son. He was boy. Of, he was boy. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He liked he to draw. Boy. He liked to. Draw. He liked to draw. He 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 uh, he bonded with Maurice. Yes, um, he's a, he's a really good actor. So when I mm. said my comments are are based on me being really tired. <laughs> uh, not remembering that his name was Owen in the movie, but also the biggest mix-up. Because here's the other thing. The other person, uh, Chloe Grace uh, Moretz is in this movie. She's very good. Uh, but I thought of her in another movie that I love, Hugo. And there's a <laughs> there's another kid, uh, Asa Butterfield, who plays <laughs> Hugo. I was about to say he plays boy. <laughs> he plays boy! <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got him mixed up. <laughs> With, with Cody Smith McPhee, so I thought Let Me In was a demented Hugo reunion. <laughs> By the way, Hugo oh, is a great movie. You gotta see it. Um, at it's some so point. good. Um, especially it's, if you like listen, silent movies. It's Martin Scorsese doing a kids movie. Yes, it's his Spy Kids. <laughs> it's his Spy Kids! <laughs> But uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway. So we have boy who is constantly bullied and made fun of. His home life is not the best, and you know what happens? Like any any sort of move, like cute child movie with violence and R-rated <laughs> things. A Goyle enters the picture. Goyle, played by Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, is a bit Abby is Abby Goyle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she comes into this, this movie she's she's a little you know she keeps to herself in a lot of times but we find out she's a vampire say it out loud <laughs> <I> just did <laughs> louder <laughs> boy i don't want to destroy my microphone richard richard i have to lower your 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 gains because of this stop it uh <laughs> Goyle and boy. There was a boy. <laughs> he, he was a boy. She was a Goyle. <laughs> Can I make any more obvious? Um, listen. So, like, they, they develop a friendship of sorts, uh, but we find out she's a vampire, which complicates things, as usual. Yeah. The, the, the difference being is that uh, she's kind of more in the classic sense of a vampire as opposed to the twilight vampires like being sort of a unique entity with like the sparkling and the you know all that stuff um she 
when we first meet her, she's actually uh, coming in uh, to live next door to Owen. She's never met him before. Right. Like, they don't know each other. And uh, she has uh, well, who we assume is her dad, played by Richard Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Man. Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man. Um, so, Richard Jenkins, gr- the great Richard Jenkins on that note. We love Richard Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Um, also returning on our show, yes. having been in Shape of Water, Kong, Kong Skull Island, oh, and a yeah. bunch of other things. Oh, yeah. You know him. You, you'll recognize him immediately. We first see Richard Jenkins. He's trying to, he's going out to get blood for Abby. And so how he does that is, you know, how, how I guess any rational person would do. He goes to kill a teenager. Go figure. It just makes sense. See, this maybe is, he went to fork. See, this is why I liked uh, Only Lovers Left Alive. There was a nice process. It was a drug deal. Jeffrey Wright was there. It was great. <laughs> no, it just it was more complicated because he had to go kill a teen. It was pretty violent too. That was honestly like yeah, like he he wears like a trash bag on his head with little eye holes cut out, and he hides in their cars, and then like he like hangs them upside down and like basically farms blood out of them yeah but because he's old he trips and spills all the blood and pisses off abby yes so so yeah uh it's it's a whole it's a whole thing and then abby and owen start uh befriending each other especially because you know owen is is sort of a weird kid you know he doesn't have a great home life as joey said um he gets he gets vicious like this like I like it is it is hard to watch, but I honestly give props to this movie for not holding back on like the viciousness of bullying because it can be really traumatic. It's a pretty intense wedgie he gets in the movie, honestly. Yes. Which like you hear the word wedgie and you immediately like a giggle because like because it's kind of silly thing, but like in in actuality, it's it's not fun no. to get a wedgie. No, especially like if someone's holding you down and he's yanking his underwear, and uh, it's it's not pleasant at all. And, like, that scene, like, in any other movie would have just... Like, if it was an Adam Sandler movie, that scene would have just been, like, with, like, zoinks and, like, noises and just, like, ah! (laughs) Yeah. But it's played, like, straight and serious in this and, like, almost like a horror scene. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is more accurate to life, honestly. And uh, the kid that bullies him is is, uh, a pretty prominent actor that you say... what's 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 the actor's name, Joey? Kid that bullies him? He played. I think the. I think his character's name is Kenny, no relation to John. Dylan. Uh, Dylan Minnette. Dylan Minnette. Dylan Minnette. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of stuff, and like he's in the new Scream movie. He's in Ghost Goosebumps. You know, he's he's a pretty. I'm pretty sure there's so many. He was in Noah. I just remembered with uh, Russell Crowe. Wow. I think. I think mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Was he in Noah? Um, doesn't look like it according to this, but he was in the Disaster Artist. It should also be in the number of TV, uh, number of TV things as well. Yes. Um, and it's just sort of weird to see him play likable characters because the first time I ever saw him in a movie was this, and he's he's unpleasant. Yeah, in this movie, to say the least. So this, so this movie. It's a pretty somber, like just from everything we're telling you, like there's there's violent bullying. Um, there's murder. There's it's a pretty somber movie, and it's probably not the best movie to watch when you're half awake. So I apologize, Joey, <laughs> if it was hard to get through because of that. We were talking about the cast for a second, which I'll get to my other experience. But uh, we gotta mention somebody who's been on our show before, Richie Coster. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know who he plays? Was he the Was he the coach? Yes, he's or the coach. The, he's the coach. He's he's in the Dark Knight, and he's in Creed. That's true. That's right. He was in Creed. I totally forgot, but I always remember him as the Russian guy from the Dark Knight. Of course, he was. He's such a prominent figure. Like he's the first. Uh, like crime boss of like all the crime bosses that we see because he's doing the drug deal with uh, Scarecrow. Yes, another Batman connection. More, <laughs> more Batman connections. Oh. Deal with it. See, <laughs> that, that makes me think of this 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 tweet that somebody like somebody blasted like where it's like, oh, I love it when kids movies reference uh, adult things, and it's like it's just literally making a reference to another superhero thing. <laughs> But it, it was like, oh yeah, the, whoever Morgan Freeman played, it's like, yep, yeah, we're just referencing more kids movies, based not kids movies, but like more superhero movies. That's adult references now. But that's that's adult now. No, but this uh, this movie, I really enjoyed it. I thought the tone was just weird. Like it, 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 it's like, wow. I'm like, is this like a true detective, like true crime thing? And then it's like, this is whittle preteen romance. Oh boy, this is so nice. And I'm like, I almost feel like it's one of those things where I appreciate it for what it was, but I'm like, I felt like if it picked a lane, like this, this could, it could have, like it, could, you could have had like a really like funny, like romantic, like like friendship comedy where it's like, oh, like, like, like all like the shit that happens to a vampire at that point, <laughs> or like go the other. It was, just, it was just definitely weird. I enjoyed it though, obviously. Like, I visually, it's great. I mean, Greg Frazier um, did the cinematography for it. It's, it looks fantastic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like the vampire stuff they do is is appropriately gruesome in this one. Like, I don't mind that Twilight does its own thing with the vampire stuff, but when you watch this, you're just like, <laughs> like this. This is like effectively a horror movie in in a lot of ways. Like, there is that like romantic aspect with the kids you know but like obviously anytime richard jenkins is hiding and he's about to kill someone like that's pretty like intense it's like a david fincher or, movie at that point <laughs> it's yes yes um or like uh when like one of the neighbors in the like apartment complex that they live in in new i think it's set in new mexico mm-hmm. um one of the neighbors is jogging and he sees abby like sitting there like like I'm cold. Can you help me, please? And, he, and so, like, he's being nice, and he's like, you know, I'll, I'll take you home. But then, like, she, like, gets at him and, like, starts biting him. But it's, like, it's, like very intense. Like, she's, like, wriggling mm-hmm. and, like, jumping from one side to another. And, like, uh, then they show her face and her, like, her pupils are, or her eyes are all, like, white. And, yeah. and, like, her skin is, like, veiny and her mouth is full of blood. It's, it's... It does not hold back when it comes to that aspect of it. No, I mean, oh, and one of my other fa- like favorite because I always think about this on um on uh, what we do in the shadows. Whenever like vampires mm-hmm. eat things that aren't blood and they just puke, mm-hmm. and it's just like they do that. <laughs> they do that here, but it's also it's just like oh oh I'm sorry shit. <laughs> sorry for giving you this candy. <laughs> yeah, now and later's I think is what yeah. Because uh, Owen's favorite candy is now and later's, and she, she, she uh, Abby decides to try it, but it's like, nah. it's a, no, 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 it's not working. Not, not the right move. Um, or or just uh, I I love the um, obviously because because uh, what does everybody talk about with, with one of the things that vampires always find weird? Is they need to be invited. 
Yeah, so like the title of the movie and the book that it's based on Let the Right One In is sort of a play on that because like one of the vampire tropes is that vampires need to be invited in to your house. And um, it's not like, it's funny because like not every vampire thing does that, I think. I think a lot of them kind of do away with that, which kind of is kind it's kind of a interesting thing that is connected to vampires for some reason. I don't really know the purpose for it. Like I don't remember if it was ever in like a Dracula movie or if it was in a, like if anyone ever said like, "Oh, you know, you must invite me in before I am allowed to conversate with you." I mean, it's definitely in the original. Um, it's, I think it's definitely in the original. Um, Dracula, like the original, like Bela Lugosi Dracula, because like there's like instances where where he he just hip straight hypnotizes people and they just tell him to let him in. So it's like he's able to. Yeah. Still, it's, it's always one of those things where because of like certain kinds of vampire things like hypnosis and stuff, they're able just able to circumvent that thing. It's like it's not even yeah. a big deal. With this movie, like Abby, like it, she doesn't. I don't think she can hypnotize anybody, but um, she definitely can't go in anywhere without being invited. And we see what happens when she does. And she basically sweats blood. Yeah. And from, like, every orifice until Owen, like, freaks out. It's like, all right, you can come in. You can come in. And it's, it's again, the imagery in this movie is insane a lot of the times. Like, I remember there was a scene that Joey was completely taken aback by uh, in the hospital. Do you, you remember that? I'm trying to think which which when she's on fire. Okay, I think I thought that was the craziest thing, and it was the most tonally weird thing because it felt like I was watching like a Sam Raimi movie or something or something. <laughs> it was so goofy, which just burst into flames and they opened up the curtain. She's like, ah! <laughs> while she's eating on her own arm. Yes, and the nurse gets killed. Ugh, that sucks. Poor nurse. Mm. So yeah, um. So, as far as, like, the narrative of this movie is concerned, like, um, initially, you know, obviously, we have Owen and we have Abby, and there's kind of a budding adolescent romance between the two of them. You know, he takes her on dates, he steals money from his mom <laughs> to take her to the arcade and um, have a good time, and so, even after he learns that she's a vampire, he's like, he's a little hesitant, but he's still... And there's a... There's, Oddly enough, like, for a movie as, like, somber and as kind of violent as it is, there's some cute moments, admittedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of moments where um, Abby is, like, you know, trying to console him after he was viciously bullied. Um, and a lot of moments where he, like, hugs her and, you know... Like, there's, there's a scene where she's like, you know, would you still love me if I, if I was a boy or whatever? And he's like, yeah, I guess... You know, just kind of like little little moments here and there that is is pretty adorable. And uh, while all this is happening, there's um there's Richard Jenkins is killing all these people, and it's starting to spread around the news. And Elias Codius, uh, who's in the film, plays a detective. I know him as Casey Jones from the '90s uh, hit film Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he had a lot more hair then. But I'm sure he's aware of that. <laughs> yeah, like, listen, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like, yeah, I know, thanks for mentioning it. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's he's trying to, you know, solve what's going on. And, um, you know, Richard Jenkins, like, what we learn 
later on is that Richard Jenkins is not actually Abby's father. He is actually a, a, a love of Abby's because Abby is stuck as a 12 year old, but she's like centuries older. Yeah. It's like, um, uh, Kirsten Dunst in, um, uh, interview with a vampire. Yes. Or, um, uh, what's the character Sprite. in Eternals? Sprite. How can I forget that? <laughs> Oh my god. But like Sprite in Eternals, like she's centuries older, but she's stuck as like a prepubescent child. Right. And like the 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 constant dilemma of like wanting to be in a relationship and be live an adult life but you're trapped as a child. Like it's a pretty it's a pretty intense thing. Um and so Richard Jenkins was actually like one of her first loves, but he just grew up obviously and got old. Mm. Um but now instead he's more like a caretaker. Uh, for Abby and in the sense that he like goes to get her blood and uh, he's starting to fail and Abby's noticing it because she's having to go out and kill all these people for her for for herself yeah and um, then she starts meeting Owen and on part part of her I'm sure is like oh maybe here's a you know a, a new a new person but also I'm sure she's like I like this guy and I'm having fun with him and also, it does help that Owen's a little bit of a freak in his own right, because mm-hmm. like he has like weird fantasies when he's by himself of like being a serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he has like a mask even, and he's like got a knife, and he's like, "Are you scared, little girl?" Oh my god! And then, think, then he's like, yeah. look, he's like a peeping tom. Yeah, he peeps on one of the neighbors, and he sees uno de mama or one boob. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, <laughs> just Joey's face right now. <laughs> but if you're if you're one of the f- five people who gets that uh, gets that weird joke, congratulations! You were in a very obscure, like, secret group. <laughs> Singular boobie. Um and that poor woman is the one that gets uh, burned in the hospital. That's terrible. Oh my gosh. Um. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot that goes on in this movie. Um so just a lot of great shots. Like I one of my favorite shots is when um uh Richard Jenkins gets caught essentially, like hiding in one of the kids' cars and he he effectively does kill one of the teenagers, but then like he's trying to escape and he gets into a car accident, but the camera's inside the car the whole right. time. Yeah, that was a cool sequence. That was insane. I remember seeing that in theaters and just being kind of taken aback. Like, like yeah. how did they do that? Yeah, no, that that was really cool. It, it's definitely an interesting take a take on like uh, like a vampire like friendship or young love story, <laughs> like love story of, of sorts. Because in so many of these things, you're used to it being like like a teen thing, like like Twilight, something in the more like the mode of Twilight or. Or if it was like a gothic romance, you know, it's like, ooh, look at this mysterious, like, foreign dude, you know, who just comes, <laughs> who just shows up, like, a la And then Dracula. Winona Ryder's like, no, but maybe. No, but maybe. I'm with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Man, what a dilemma. <laughs> like, Gary Oldman or Keanu Reeves? I can't pick. Carfax Abbey. <laughs> um, 
I, I also I also just found the, the last scene amusing when like he has her in the trunk. Mm-hmm. They're they're on a train. The more because like they talk in Morse code. Mm-hmm. So like I I don't know I, I I imagine he said I love you in Morse code or like good morning. I don't know. You see, the funny thing is, I think because I was so tired, I completely forgot that that was a thing. So I thought, so I thought it was just like a cute <laughs> knock, you know. But it makes sense. So there's a whole bit where he like, because she's the neighbor and he can hear her through the walls, and so that's how they communicate in Morse code. Um, so I do want to talk about the the final scene in the movie, which I think is probably my favorite scene, but also like kind of the in my in my eyes, it's kind of the craziest moment, just because it's like mm-hmm. you don't see it coming. But um, so obviously Owen is bullied throughout the movie by uh, Kenny is the character's name, and um, uh, Abby periodically when they're talking about him being bullied says you got to stand up for yourself. You know, if he hits you, you hit you hit back harder. You know, I think that's kind of like it's a dad thing. Dads tell their tell tell their kids that like, listen, if you get hit, you hit him harder back. You stand up. You you know, you do all that whole stuff. Um, which, you know, that's a whole other conversation, obviously. Well, or, like, don't start a fight, but make sure if you get in one, make sure you come out. Yeah. You come out of it. Yeah. At school, uh, the kids are going on a field trip, uh, and the, our, the, our beloved gym, you know what, props to the gym teacher, admittedly, because, like, he's not a jerk, because a lot of, a lot of teachers in movies are either, like, terrible or, or jerks or, like, creepy or whatever, um, or, but like with, with, with this, with this gym teacher, mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. Zorick is his name. Like he gets the job done, but he's also just like, yes. he's trying to do his job. You know, all these kids are like, especially the bully kids, you know, they're, they're messing around. Like there's a scene when they're in the pool and the, the bullies are picking on this poor girl and they're like trying to take her swimsuit off or whatever. And he is like, Hey, 20 laps now. And he's like, but I didn't do anything. Now, <laughs> so he he does he's not playing around, and I'm like, props props to him, but um this is definitely a, a tricky situation for him to find himself in Mr. Zorik because uh, there's two incidents that happen on this field trip, um that lead to the finale. So like the first one is um Owen is confronted by the bullies, because uh, they want to throw him into the frozen water. And uh, he's like, if you come near me, I'm going to hit you with this pole. And they're like, you're not going to do anything. And and it's like the one, it's specifically the one kid, Kenny, that's like leaning in on him. Whereas the other friends, like they pick on and they help out. So they're not exempt from any of this, but they're also like, yeah, come on. This is a little far, dude. And so he, he goes up to not Asa Butterfield <laughs> and he wasn't kidding. He whacks him right across the fate, the side of the head. And it splits yep. his ear open. And you see, like, the blood and everything. Like, it's it's not... It's no bueno. And the teacher sees that, but then he starts hearing the other kids screaming. And it's when they find one of the dead bodies that Abby had yes. to kill. <laughs> and so it's like, it that's a conflicting situation. Like, one of your students is hurt, but something else is going on over here. Like, Mr. Zorick did not have a good no, day that no, day. No, he did not. I hope he was like paid extra. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but I hope he was paid some, extra. somebody m- might have bought him a beer or something. Something. Give him something. He needs a good day. <laughs> um, 
so then this obviously leads to us learning that Kenny the bully um, is actually potentially um, influenced to be a terrible person because his older brother viciously picks on him as well. And a lot of the same terminology that his brother uses on him, he uses on Owen. So you can kind of see where that's coming from with that. Um, And then at the end of the movie, um, after the older brother learns that uh, the little kid like broke his ear, essentially um, he decides he's going to stand up for his little brother and go after this kid. So Owen is um, getting private lessons uh, with the teacher to like get stronger and be more athletic and whatnot. And um, so it's, it's later at night and he's, he's getting a swimming lesson and uh, the kids start a dumpster fire to distract the teacher. And so the older brother, the two friends and, and Kenny come in, tell all the kids to leave and essentially throw Owen into the pool after dragging him through the locker room which is already like like painful to see. Yes. Um and they stick him into they throw him into the water and then the bully says this is what's going to happen. I'm going to hold you underwater for 3 minutes and if you can last those 3 minutes I'll only give you a nick on the cheek, but if you can't I'm stabbing your eye out. And so then he sticks him underwater and we're already like this is insane yes this is ridiculous and out of nowhere you just hear like this or something like this noise and then we cut to owen being underwater being held underwater and all this shit is happening above surface and he sees body parts going into the pool (laughs) and he sees the bully's head like the older brother's head goes into the pool he sees the bully being pulled through the water (laughs) and he finally comes to the surface and he starts hearing what's going on. And then we, we don't actually see anything, but we actually see the aftermath of it. We see the guts of all the bullies on like the diving board in the pool, like Abby violently like tore these kids apart because they were of what they were doing to Owen. And I like that scene will always like stay in my head. For the rest of it. like even even because they do something similar in the because this movie is a remake of uh, a Swedish film that's it's more of a direct adaptation of the book that this all is based on, and that scene is in the original movie and it's even like insane there too. Right. So it's just it's a really intense moment in in the movie that just it'll always stay in my brain. I think there's a lot of images of oh yeah no for, for sure there's a lot of um a lot of like stuff that just kind of sticks with you. I think about when Richard Jenkins uh, ultimately dies, you know. Yeah, because he pours the acid on himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he jumps out a window. You know, sweating sweating blood, uh, you know, the trunk. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in here, and, and you know, and it's, it's pretty cool. I think with both of these movies, they're really cool, like, um, late 2000s, early 2010s, interesting, you, you know, versions of... On the vampire mythos. And I think it's cool for us to see that. Because this is like our third episode where we talked about vampires. Because before, we did a whole Dracula episode. We did, um, you know, an episode, you know, Only, Only Lovers Left Alive. And what we do in the shadows. We talked about those things. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice to see to see something like, like this. Where it's like, it's not Dracula. And it's not trying to, you know, trying to be like super ironic. You know, whatever. It's just like right vampires. Uh, but also sparkles. 
vampires but also sparkles and one of them has uh neither one of them has asa butterfield uh just fyi if listen if asa butterfield ever does a vampire movie oh we're let us know we're screwed at that point we're screwed like shit now we're never gonna Uh, know who's in this movie uh definitely want to thank caitlin once again for bringing twilight uh you know into our into lives, our lives. <laughs> um maybe not thank you because richard had to sit through the twilight sequels well that was my choice i don't blame well for that. sure <laughs> you know actually yes that is your fault I'll, I'll, i can i can say that that's, yes that's... that that is definitely i fully admit that <laughs> i fully admit uh, that i did like the first one though yes Yes, we're fans of both of these movies, I guess, ultimately, is what we're yes. trying to say here. Um, <laughs> it's, a different, it's a different breed of vampire thing, you know, this uh, sort of an interesting time period. Yeah. In, the, in, the, in that sort of, when the, in the, uh, the twilight era, if you will, of vampiredom, because there's so many vampire things coming out during that time, because it was the hottest thing. Yeah. You know, like, Twilight, and HBO had True Blood, which I watched. I did watch that. Um, that let me in. Um, uh, t- tons of different vampire things. Like it was, it was one of the hottest things that was going on. I I remember there was like a like an Ethan Hawke vampire like apocalypse movie. Do you remember that? I do. Yes. Wasn't was Sam Neill in that one? I'm gonna double check. It's called I think it's called Daybreakers. Daybreakers. Um, Sam Neill's in it. Yeah. Yeah. I was right. Sweet. Um, <laughs> and then, like, I remember there was, like, a movie called Priest with Paul Bettany and Carl Urban. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like vampires were a hot thing, so it's interesting to talk about some of the movies, especially the movie that kind of kicked off the whole craze uh, from that era. Yeah. Because it, it, especially these days, it doesn't really feel like we get anything vampire-related other than, like, what we do in the shadows is sort of, like, the most prominent thing I can think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people are just taking a break. Take a, the they're going back to their coffins. <laughs> One day they will resurface. They'll resurface. Folks, what's your favorite like vampire thing? Especially modern vampire thing. Uh, do you get uh, Cody Smith-McPhee and Asa Butterfield mixed up like I do? <laughs> especially, especially when, when you're, you're half, half awake. <laughs> Please let us know. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is where you can reach out to us. That's going to wrap it up, I think, for this week's episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Check us out next time. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you all for listening to Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Special shout-out, as always, to John and Kenny Armstrong. Thank you guys for everything you do. We love you both so much. And, of course, stay tuned for a brand-new episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature.